0: Hello and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. This is a podcast dedicated to real-life stories told by ordinary people. And you know what they did? They discovered their passion and then they learned they could make a very good living, a great living, actually, using the talents and skills that they came into this world with. I'm Patricia Oldrain. I'm your host for this podcast. So let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. This is the podcast where you get paid for being you. Yeah, that's right. Our series this month is, What Should I Be When I Grow Up? Oh, I bet that's a question that 90% of us have asked over the years. You know why? Nobody has taught us what to do, for heaven's sake, when we grow up. Today, however, is a very special day for me for really two reasons. One, I have never interviewed a Generation Z ever before. Now, a Generation Z, they're 10 years old to 25 years old. Isn't that something? And here's the second reason. We have only two granddaughters, and they're both on this episode today. I'm so excited. One's name is Isabel Drain, and the other's is Melanie Drain. And Isabel is just graduating from high school, And Melanie is in college. So I thought, oh, won't this just be great to hear their perspective on this really daunting question of what should I be when I grow up? Welcome, Isabel. Hi. Welcome, Melanie. Hello. Okay, now here's how it's going to go so the girls know what to expect. I'm going to be asking just some basic questions, but most of it's just a conversation that we're going to have back and forth. But the first question, I'm going to have you first, Melanie, and then I'll go over to Isabel, and then vice versa, that we'll keep doing that throughout. But describe, and this is pretty funny, actually, describe your personality and you, who you were when you were a much younger you. Now, that's pretty funny when you're not that old, because I (laughs) usually ask people that are 50, and they think for a little bit, and they ponder what they were like as a little girl. (laughs) And you don't have to ponder that long. It's just a few years ago. So tell us about you, Melanie.
1: Well, I kind of always remember being like eccentric and energized as a child. Like I felt like I was always performing with my cousins and friends and Mm. like played dress up and showed up in costume to like several birthdays or family events. And I remember making movies and performing plays with my friends, too. So I guess it I've always just been outgoing when it comes to like my childhood. And I always found that my personality has like reflected in my room as well. So there are pictures of me as a little girl around like five or six setting up a tea table and princess dresses for my friends. And other pictures of me building forts where I would like perform songs or dances (laughs) for my family. So I guess I was just an outgoing, performative little girl, like around close family and friends.
0: Okay, that's the best answer I've ever heard. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) All of these people that have told me about themselves when they're a little person, they didn't even come close to what you just described. You got so descriptive. I love that. (laughs) Now, I have to ask you. You're now in college. Are you? Are you still uh, dressing up in costumes?
1: <laughs> you know, not really, <laughs> <laughs> but I still like find myself like dressing up in like the newest fashions, well, or like going out with friends and like choosing different clothing. I guess so. I, I guess I still carry on that like performative aspect.
0: Yeah, that's very cool. Okay, here's the big word though, uh, Melanie. Are you eccentric today?
1: Not as much as I was as a child, but I, you know, I'm slowly getting back into that because I feel like when you're in elementary school and high school, you kind of like shut down that part of yourself Mm -hmm, just to like fit in. Yep. And now that I'm in college, I feel like it's coming back out again. And yeah, I get to kind of explore it a little bit more, but not as much as I like was as a child, for sure. (laughs)
0: I kind of think, though, I saw a little girl. She came into the restaurant yesterday, and she did a, a cartwheel as she came in the door. <laughs> and I thought, she's around four. And I thought, now, if we did that as an adult, I mean, they they put us away. They would say, you're yeah. crazy, go away. And yet, I just want to do a cartwheel coming into the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, that's eccentric. Okay, Isabella, you're on. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. What was your personality and you like when you were a younger you?
2: I also would say that I was definitely a performer when I was little. Like, like Melanie said, we definitely put on a lot of shows. I remember forcing my entire family to listen to me sing once. <laughs> and I wouldn't say I'm necessarily artistic, but I definitely was never like math brained per se. Like I was always, I always kind of gravitated more towards like reading and drawing and listening to music rather than like more sciencey things, I would say. And I would say those passions definitely carried over. Like I still love to read, draw and listen. But another thing that I also loved to do when I was little was cook and bake. I watched a lot of Food Network and I was definitely inspired by like MasterChef Junior and things like that. So I would definitely like force my family to eat some concoctions that I've cooked up. Wow. I'll tell you, I'm going to interview... All Gen Z's from now on. You
0: guys are fabulous with your answers. You're so, (laughs) really, you're just so tuned into yourself. Well, Isabel, do you still bake? Not as much. I'm going to be honest. I actually
2: hate it now.
0: (laughs) Isn't that funny how, here's the thing that we have to remember through life is that there are times in our life where we're going to love to bake and times we aren't, and it's okay And so many times, people just don't give us permission to, I don't like to bake anymore kind of thing. I remember I talked with a guy just a couple of weeks ago on this show, and he said he was, as a little boy, he was outside 90% of the time. And now he's just very unhappy in his career. And I said, well, tell me about your career. He's in a cube all day long, from 8 o'clock until 5 o'clock. Well, of course he's unhappy. He's an outdoor kind of personality. He doesn't even have a window in his cube. But he didn't even understand that until he started trying to get the common thread way back to when he's a little boy and hook it up to today. So you have to have the ingredients as you move forward. But trust me, those ingredients many times will change and your love of something will change. But OK, let's go on with this one, Isabel. Do you remember the first time that you really thought about your future? And you, you possibly were, might have said even at the time, what should I be when I grow up?
2: I remember our school, whenever we were putting our names and pictures in the yearbook, they would also ask us what we wanted to be when I grow up. And I think pretty regularly I actually said chef, but I remember way back before that, I definitely wanted to be like a famous singer. I wanted to be just like on stage and like famous, I guess.
0: Interesting. Weren't you the star of some kind of a show called Annie?
2: I was. I was actually Annie in third grade in our school-wide production of Annie, the musical. Wow. Well, no wonder you felt
0: like you could be really successful. I I mean, I've never had the lead in anything. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> I've always been like the drum in the back. You know, I could go ta-ta-ta-ta, that kind of stuff. What about you, Melanie? Have you ever thought about what you should be when you grow up? Or when was the first time you really noticed it, maybe?
1: Well, it was definitely when I was very very little, very similar to Isabel. Like I remember thinking I was going to be either a movie or a rock star. So mm-hmm. and I also remember working on songs with Isabel actually. Like a vivid memory I have was when we were like very very little and we were up late in her room and she was writing songs for me to sing, but we would also like perform in front of family a lot. So I just thought that that was like what I would do when I would grow older.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's so fun to be and be that person when you're young like that. I taught second grade, and I still feel bad about this. They would come up to me seriously almost daily and say, Mrs. Drain, I don't know what to be when I grow up. And I would look at them and say, honey, you don't have to worry. You're only in the second grade. And today, I would teach a whole different way because I now know how important it is our careers and how important the career is when you grow up, how you make your income, how you spend your day, your time. And we just don't teach it in the school system. And we can't because we have to teach math and English and all the other things. So we need to have different kinds of courses on the side to take. And that's what I'm all about. Okay, here we go. We're back to you, Melanie. So what are you passionate about today? And do you think that passion can become a career? Is that something you could actually be paid to do?
1: Well, I'm very passionate about design and I am majoring in interior design here in college. So I guess I feel very passionate about that in addition to graphic design and fashion design as well. So I guess all of those have the possibility to be careers Um, So it's fun to kind of explore all of them during my time here in college.
0: Yeah. So did you go to college, Melanie, knowing that you had that love and that passion for design?
1: Definitely. Like as a kid, too, I I think you remember this, but I was constantly like reorganizing my room, begging my mom to like paint my room every like six months. So I've always been kind of heavily invested in design.
0: Oh, your mom has to be so thankful you're in college. <laughs> she yeah. doesn't have to repaint your room. <laughs> That's true. Sure. How about you, Isabel? Are you passionate about something today? and And could that turn into a career?
2: Yeah, I think I forgot to say this earlier, but one thing that was a really significant part of growing up was reading for me. I would read for hours every day. And I think that definitely carries over into who I am today like I definitely really really love to read and anything kind of relating to that so one thing that I'm interested in maybe doing in the future is going into the publishing or editing industry or maybe even being an author of my own oh but yes i'm not exactly sure what I want to be when I grow up which is why I am excited for college it'll be nice to have that kind of space to figure out who I want to be
0: yeah and you know i think college is a perfect time to do that i think Getting out of high school, I'm going to say, and th- this I'm just making up, so don't, don't write this down, but I'm going to say 95% of the people graduating from high school really don't have a clue about what they should really be, unless they have a real skill at mechanics or you know something like that, or plumbing or something. But what feels good at that time might not feel good 10 years from now. And quite honestly, I think people get nervous and they get fearful But you can change. You don't have to stay in a career that isn't fulfilling to you anymore. I just, I kind of remember this person being so passionate about sewing. She always liked to sew dresses and all that. And then pretty soon, I I don't know, she was making a lot of money, but I bet she was 15 years into it and it just wasn't of interest to her at all. She wanted to model the clothing now. And that's what she's gone into now. And she's a very famous model, but she had to give herself permission to change, to change the passion. So I'm really enjoying this episode, but you know what? I wanted to take a moment to talk to you, especially to you if you're ready to take this one precious life that we've all been given, but you're ready to take it seriously. If that's you, then pay attention. You know, I'm, I owned an executive recruiting firm in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh my gosh, for years. And I interviewed hundreds, maybe even thousands of people during that time. And I was asked the same two questions over and over. When, what should I be when I grow up, Patricia? And then they'd just look at me and say, I know I'm older now, but I'm so nervous now. It was so sad to me. And then the next question, Patricia, I need to find a niche. I need to specialize. Do you think you could help me? And the answer is, yes, I can help. Because it's very sad to me that our school system can never help us with this Very important piece of our life. That's called our career. They have to do other things. But I knew that I could help. So I started doing workshops and books and counseling. And guess what? I discovered that people didn't want to do it the way I thought it should be done. Here's what they wanted. They wanted four things as I started working with them. They wanted to do it on their own terms, on their own time, when they wanted to do it. I call that SPL, where you learn it at your own pace, self-paced learning. Number two, they really wanted a community of like-minded people, people that have been where they are, challenged with what they have, and then also got a result. Well, guess what? I started a Facebook group, and it's free, called When Passion Meets Profit. Number three, they were ready to invest, but you know what? They said, nope, only to a certain point. I will not invest in myself if it's not affordable. Okay, check. Number four, they wanted to see a difference. At the end of a program, they wanted to see a difference, a result. Check. Guess what? I met all four of those requirements. I created a program called Your Gift is Your Niche. It's downloadable so you can do it at your own pace. So go to Your Gift is Your Niche, N-I-C-H-E dot com. And I want you to read about that and see if it resonates with you. And and really move fast on this because this is your life. Remember this one precious life that you're given. And I, for just a short time, I decided maybe, and maybe I'll continue it forever. I really see that it's helpful. I wanna create office hours. Once a week, I wanna come on live with each one of you. You can ask as many questions as you want. You can literally come on and say, this worked for me, who knows what you'll say. We all need the tools and techniques. We need to be asked the right questions. And that's what this course is about. So, if you're really ready to start maybe a full time business of your own, I don't know. Maybe you're ready to start a side business alongside your career, but you do know that you're ready to find your passion and you're ready to make a profit with it, then your gift is your niche is your answer. Let's get back to the podcast. Okay, Isabel, you're next on this one. I know there are a lot of people challenged today because because I talk to them daily, and they're challenged with, but what should I be? Where should I go? What, what advice would you give that person, Isabel?
2: I mean, you kind of already said it, but some of the best advice I've been given when trying to decide on like what college I want to go to or what I want to do in the future is just don't stress about it because nothing is permanent. The majority Mm -hmm. of the people that I've talked to do not have the same careers that they were planning on going into in the first place. And so it's really not a big deal if you want to change. Everyone does it and it's perfectly okay to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said that because I, when I was going to college, I remember that I, and the reason, because I had this skill, I typed 120 words a minute. And big deal, I made tons of mistakes when I did it. But uh, I was very fast. And so I thought, well, if you're really fast at typing, you must want to be like a legal secretary. And then I realized I don't care for attorneys. Okay. So why would I work for one? Well then I'll just shift it over to a medical secretary. Now this is literally as I'm going to college and wondering what to be when I grow up and and my natural instincts, my natural abilities is to be a teacher. So I fell into teaching because I thought, well, I love children and I'd love to do that. I'd love to be around them. So maybe I could teach them. And quite honestly here's here it is. I'm still teaching all these years later, it's just adults now that I'm talking with and, and doing podcasting and doing courses now that are downloadable. So you can change those things, but keep that core still going. And my core of course is teaching and and yours is, you know, you're going to have that core of reading for sure, Isabel, because that's an right. absolute must. And Melanie, that, that whole design, I just don't ever want to live with you because I don't want to keep painting <laughs> your room, period. <laughs> yes. So Melanie, what advice would you give somebody? Because Isabel's advice was spot on, really good.
1: Yeah, well, it's a difficult question because, I mean, we're still really young. uh, So Mm -hmm. I still am currently learning a lot about who I am and how I want to explore uh, my passions. But I have definitely found a lot of my answers when looking into my childhood, Uh, like questioning what I did. To get me to the place I am and like observing what projects I find most interesting throughout my time in college, I also indulge in a ton of research regarding any of my interests. Like I have a list in my journal actually that I add to at least every month of some new interest, whether it be like music or fashion or just anything. And then I, I, I tend to look into those jobs and internships to see if I would truly be interested in them. And that has definitely helped me a lot when narrowing like my passions, for sure.
0: Well, that's great. I can't tell you how smart you girls are and how much I have enjoyed this interview. It is so, (laughs) so good and so helpful to so many other people because you're so bright and you're so new and you're so fresh and you're so raw and real, actually. Uh, So I'm going to kind of And I want something from you also, uh, you know, what to end with today, because I kind of came up with three things that became very, very obvious that you continued to say. And one is that you can change your mind about what you love and what you want to be doing with your life. It's the only life you have. And that just kept coming up over and over again. And then I love that both of you question your childhood or were very observant about your childhood, just like you uh, coming back Isabel to saying how much you enjoyed reading because that's huge. That's why you have such a huge vocabulary because of reading. And then also that you um, if you observe your interests and really start paying attention to, hmm, that one really stimulates me. That one really lights me up. Pay attention to that. Those are clues. When I was leaving teaching, not leaving, leaving the school teaching one day, and I was holding on to these children's hands leaving, and, but I picked up a paycheck, I, I seriously, I, I, I was almost giddy. I was so excited. And we're walking down the hall, and I'm thinking, I get paid to do this? Are you kidding me? And these little people don't get paid anything, and they have to be with me every day. So that's a clue to know you're on the right path when you would do something for free. And you would do it all day long because you love it so much. And so I know that's a question I, I wasn't planning to ask, but, but I'm just curious. Uh, Melanie, what would you do for free because you really love it that much?
1: Wow, that's really difficult because, you know, I'm, I'm here studying interior design, but for the intention to get work. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking about that. I still love it a lot to where... I think I would design anyone's uh, house or rooms uh, that I know for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of difficult. I I really haven't thought about something like that before. Well, that's a clue.
0: I mean, that's probably the biggest clue I can give anybody. And it's so funny when you when I ask a boy that, they go, what? What are you talking about? I wouldn't do anything for free. <laughs> and <laughs> girls are just so... Eloquent about it, just like you said. If I said to you, "Would you mind helping me redecorate my master suite?" Would you do it for free? Uh, Yeah, right. And if I weren't the person that I am, and I was somebody else, you'd do it for free, also. But as you get your degree in that, you'll find out that there's worthiness to that and charging for that, and and so on, because that is your career. It's a whole different ballgame. But just people that are listening right now, and especially if you're younger and you're listening. Just remember your first clue is if you do something for free because you love it so much that you lose track of time. There's your clue. How about you, Isabel? What would you do for free?
2: I think that's a really interesting mindset to have just because like Melanie was saying, the idea of going to college is looking for work that that's like right. makes money, but mm-hmm. it's not something that you necessarily want to spend your life doing if you don't enjoy it. Honestly, the only thing I would do for free is read. like. Mm-hmm. It brings me a lot of joy to just sit down and kind of get lost in a story like that and Mm -hmm. be able to spend kind of an unlimited amount of time doing that. How many
0: books do you think you've read so far?
2: You know, I'm not sure. Right now I'm looking at my bookshelf and I would say there's a hundred books on my shelf. Wow. So I could say that's a minimum.
0: Yeah, I would say thousands at this point because you're (laughs) you're just such an avid reader. I've never seen anybody read like you. All I can tell you is thank you so much for being on this call today because it was just so refreshing to me. And I know it was for the audience also to hear from very young adults that are just seeing their way clear to go out. And And you really taught me a lesson today, both of you. Asking a college kid who's spending the time, the effort, the money to go to college, to get a career, to get a job, to get paid, and I say, what would you do for free? <laughs> That's not a good question. I got it. (laughs) I'll I'll ask that of somebody else. Not a a boy either, because they're terrible about it. But uh, I get that. Thank you, girls, for being on. Melanie, thank you so much. Is there anything you would like to add, just just maybe as um, an ending to today's podcast?
1: Well, I guess I could just say that it is a constant journey learning what your passions are and it's never ending. And I'm 20 at this point and I still, it's still very young. So I had, I had a a great time going through these questions and kind of like narrowing down what my passions are. And so I guess my advice for younger generations and stuff like that is to just kind of go into your childhood and look into what Yep. kind of lit you up back then, I guess. <laughs>
0: excellent. Now you're going to start writing books also. good for you. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's getting that common thread going all the way back to when you're a child because that's who you that's who we are. That's who we come into the world with, those skills and those talents. yeah, yeah. Good luck, Isabel. How are you ending the podcast today?
2: (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I can top that. Like Melanie, (laughs) I think think a big, like really important thing to say is just that nothing is permanent. Like Mm -hmm. the things that I was expecting to go into earlier in my life are not what I'm planning on studying now. And I Mm -hmm. think that's a really good thing, being able to explore new passions and things like that. But like Melanie was saying, looking for clues in your past and seeing what you really were passionate about and finding that common thread like you were saying is just a really, really important thing of finding your passion.
0: Okay, you're my favorite guest so far. And I maybe this is the 65th one. I don't know how many I've done, but I, you're not just my favorite because you're my only granddaughters. You're my favorite because you were so sharp on this, and you'll hear it when you hear the recording. And so until we meet again, everybody, it's Patricia Knoll drain. And thank you, Melanie. Thank you, Isabel. Thank you, Generation Z. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for your time. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating and reviewing. It really helps us. And it helps us to know that you're there listening to it, that it's helpful to you. If you want more, you want to go beyond this podcast, guess what? We have a Facebook community just waiting for you to join. It's called When Passion Meets Profit. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain.